Welcome to Freddy's. How can I help you? So that's three milkshake burgers and a side of au gratin potatoes to go. You like what you hear? Check us out on our website, ifnzpodcast.com. As well as our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ifnzpodcast. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review for the show. It really helps us out. And as always, enjoy the show again. I, I don't know. When it's a night. Hello, everybody, and welcome to IFNZ Podcast, episode 88. Chad, that's the exact miles per hour that uh, Dr. Emmett Brown traveled <laughs> to go back in time to 1955. And uh, he took young Marty McFly with him uh, to help his uh, mom and dad. Wow. That was pretty good. I didn't know yeah. that. You didn't? That, that is a a fun fact, not just a fact. Yeah? I like that one, yeah. I was going to say, and, it's the year I was born. And then in, in 1955? No, 88. You're old as shit. <laughs> uh, and then in uh, Back to the Future Part 2, they go to the year 2015. That's already happened. Is it really? Is that where they go? Yeah. Huh. October I like 2015. That. I like that you know these facts about Back to the Future. It's such a. Do you have any facts you would like to tell me, Shat? I do. And speaking of uh, movies that may or may not the future. be. <laughs> speaking of the future. Speaking of movies that may or may not be on um, Netflix. It's not. No, I wish it was. <laughs> it's not. I just checked actually while I was saying that. In um, fact, since it would be. I think those were Universal Pictures, so would that not be on HBO Max, potentially? Probably. I would say that it's going to be on... We're just going to say it. I'm going to guarantee it's going to be on HBO Max when it launches. Wow. That is a strong guarantee. <laughs> is that still May? Uh, yeah, it is. They uh, they just... Uh, not just, but they did say that um, HBO uh, subscri- subscribers, like base HBO subscribers, are going to be getting... HBO Max for free, which is cool. That was just a new thing that I just saw. Uh, has cool. nothing to do with when it's going to come out, except for that they are staying real sturdy with that May release. I was hoping like they may let it come out a little bit earlier or something, uh, just because why not? Why not let everybody, while we're all sitting at home, just like, here's a, a free little uh, trial of HBO Max, but... I do I, like free little trials. I think they're going to stick her. I think they're going to stick it still to May. Um I don't think Stick they're going to rush. To May. That tells me that they're they're confident in their product, though, which is good. They're not like, here's it free early. Oh my gosh, they're going to be like, we're going to give it to you in May, and it's going to work, and it's going to be good. We're not going to rush it. We're not going to give it to you early because we don't want to give you a bunch of uh, potentially buggy shit. And nobody likes buggy shit. Nobody does. Speaking of Netflix, uh, <laughs> uh, somebody did a, a study recently, and they said if uh, if we're gonna be sitting at home and and watching Netflix, what if I watch all of Netflix? And they were like, "Hmm, how long would it take to really get through all of Netflix?" Uh, there's a lot. Yeah, they did a they did a book book book, and and calculation noise calculated. Uh, yeah, uh, how long it was gonna take? There are. Uh, According to what's on Netflix, there's 2.2 million minutes of content on Netflix. 
Um, and that translates to 36,000 hours, which is roughly about four years of content. And as you said, that content's constantly growing and being added to. So that number is a pretty uh, hard one to it chase. Almost, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, it would probably like waver down. But at that point in time, like come time for like maybe a Friday or something like that. And they're like, hey, here's like uh, two seasons worth of shit and then like five movies. And then all of a sudden you've dumped another 20 hours of content yeah. potentially on a person or whatever it may be. And then that gets added to that total. It's probably a constant flow of like, hey, I'm finally down to my last year of Netflix left. And then it's like <laughs> a constant like up and down of like fighting this year. You who know is that mean? person who just like wants to consume all of that? I can't I can't imagine there's one person who actually wants to do that. Like It's that's a, uh, it's the guy from Super Size Me. What's his name? Uh, Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, it's Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> He's Super Size Me 3 is going to be about watching everything on Netflix yes. at your house and not moving. <laughs> uh, He's like, just, I've got these bad bed sores. <laughs> <laughs> the dark side of watching everything on Netflix. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, just to put it in perspective, I thought this was just uh, interesting facts as well. There's f- over 50,000 titles on Netflix currently. Movies, TV, and all that stuff. Damn. F- 50,000. Uh, a lot in com- of thousands. Yes. In comparison to other things, HBO Max, when it comes out, will have uh, 10,000 hours of content, which is... If there's 36,000 hours on Netflix, 10,000 hours on HBO Max, that's uh, what's that? Almost a quarter of it, between a quarter like a and a third. Yeah, yeah. of that. Um, and then Hulu only has 4,000 titles in its library compared to 50,000 that Netflix has. Yeah. And then uh, Disney Plus only has 922 titles. So, like, Hulu was just picking up off of networks and they are constantly, like, grabbing and dropping still. To yeah, they day, are. Yeah. You know absolutely. I mean? Like, they still pick up and drop off seasons of shit in a rotation all yeah. the time. And then, realistically, it's only been, like, maybe, what, three or four years at most that they've had original content been coming That's out. That's true. Yeah. They haven't had original content since, like, day one. That's they've, a good point. They've been doing other shit since then. What's that? Like, Hands, Handmaiden's Tale was like a, a launch, an original launch, right? Like, that was one of their first things. And yeah, they, it was one of the first ones. What, they do like three or four seasons of that that they're on currently? I like, think they've done three. So, no, two now, I think, maybe. Oh, really? That's it? I don't know. I was like, I was uh, using that as my marker, but that might even be a, that might be a bad marker to use uh, on that, but... Yeah, there's that's crazy. And Netflix, I feel like, is more international than anybody else. Like, they're playing to a way bigger audience than any other streamer, if I'm not mistaken. It says the first production released as a Hulu original was a web series called The Morning After. Hmm. When was that? Um, I'm trying to find out more about it. The first was The Morning After. I'd never even heard of that. 2011? Yeah. So I guess maybe wow. whenever Hulu initially launched, maybe that was like just a little web series they had to kind of go with Yeah, it. it could be. I mean, I guess if that's what they're considering, I don't know, a first Hulu original series, maybe? Yeah. yeah. I should type up. Maybe that'll be the first Hulu original series. Yeah, they, they still tout... Uh, the first Hulu announced it would be airing its first original scripted program titled Battleground in 2012. Okay. 
So I guess 2012, so it's been eight years since they've had some wow. kind of original content. But I don't feel like, I mean, I'm kind of with you. I don't feel like it really picked up traction until probably, like the, like I would say, like the last three or four years. Yeah, it seems like it's it's definitely like Future like Man. Handmaidens, I feel like Handmaid's Tale, yeah, Future Man. And like uh, whenever they started doing like uh, the, the King adaptations, not Castle Rock, but like uh, what was the one, the JFK one? Oh yeah, the uh, eleven twenty nine, eleven twenty three, sixty three, or whatever. Yeah, yeah that uh, was one of the first ones. I think that was like one of the first of movies that they produced, or something like that. But like I said, I think that was maybe only like four years ago or so. Yeah, yeah. It looks like I would probably put it like two thousand sixteen is probably realistically like when we're looking at them really kicking up their uh, their originals. If you got to think of like. I think the actual first initial, like, Netflix as a company started in, was founded in, like, 1997. Mm -hmm. And I think they started disc services somewhere around, like, the year, like, uh, 99 or 2000. And that didn't really even get popular, popular until maybe 2006 or a little later. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they've got content that's been under their belt. Not original content, but stuff that they've had in their rotation since disc service, which has been going on for yeah. nearly 20 years now. Absolutely. Point. They've got a lot of agreements, and they signed a lot of early agreements when nobody else was doing it like they were. So they're, like, in... Yeah, I mean, you know, they had all that shit with uh, ABC and stuff, because I remember whenever I was starting to watch Lost, I was seasons behind. Yeah. And I got caught up in current by actually getting discs from Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and they would have to send you, they wouldn't send it to you as a box set unless you nope. paid for the two discs or whatever. So yeah. I was getting like season one of Lost, like one disc at a time <laughs> to me in like 2006 or something yeah. like that, getting myself caught up so that way I could get like all these like through and through absolutely which was fine that was what i just did at the time because that was the only really other way that i could do it yeah should we talk about food let's uh, you got food news dude i've got so much i don't have any tell me all about your food (laughs) tiramisu flavored cream oreo i just bought them i didn't realize it was food news i just i have them in my house have you tried them yet no i haven't i don't really like food news I thought we were gonna have like a like an alert report. Let to me tell you. Tell me, do you want to pause the show and I will go get one and then eat it in front of you? Pause it right now. Okay. Okay, so you've got the tiramisu flavored creme. Yeah, I Oreo. do. I do. I have it. It's, it has a nice fragrance to it. It's a. Uh, it it smells good. I don't even Does it know. Smell how- like tiramisu. You know, I, I don't know if I've ever had that, so I can't know if I tell you that. <laughs> and by I can't know if I tell you that, I mean I don't know if I can tell you that. Uh, Do you know what tiramisu is? It's like a coffee, like a coffee-flavored Italian cake, right? Yeah, it's, like, it's exactly what it is. It's like a toffee-flavored Italian dessert that's got... Uh, Did you say toffee or coffee? Coffee. Okay. I thought it's you said basically toffee. like the layers of it are like cake, this uh, cocoa... Uh, mascarpone cheese uh and coffee mixture that's kind of flavored in between it and mm-hmm. then it has layers of lady fingers that are in it too yes uh this has a, a nice chocolate oreo cookie um i'm assuming it's chocolate we'll find out soon uh and then there are two very thin layers of different cream in here there's a white cream and a brown cream mm. so it's actually layered and you can see the different layers they didn't mix them together 
which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. I'm wondering as the brown cream, maybe like a hint of a coffee flavor in the other would be like that cream. Could be. Does it have a coffee flavor to it at all? You think? Um, it has a flavor that someone might call coffee. Yeah, I think so. I, think I mean, so. you wouldn't call it coffee because you only drink the darkest of roasts. I like a, I like a, I like a black, bold, dark black, black roast. Black, like you like your men. Yes, and uh, and it is uh, no flavoring or anything like that to it. Typically, so whenever you yes. have a coffee dessert, it is literally just hints of coffee, but mostly dessert. <laughs> Did you say <laughs> that? Uh, I don't even know what you just said. Never mind. <laughs> you said something that, that you like your coffee like you like your men. No, before the after that. Oh, I don't know. I uh, know. I'll rewind the tape later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good though. It has a nice, uh, a nice. It's available. Flavor. It's available now at Walmart. Where'd you get it? Kroger, Kroger, Kroger. Yeah, K Rogers or uh, other places that are also owned by Kroger. I'm assuming <laughs> what we was probably that? have it. Uh, Ralph's, Dim Spinny. Uh, uh, yeah, the other one. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, so a lot of Dairy Queen news. I don't know if you're a fan of Dairy Queen so much, but I, I really like their ice creams. Um, I, I like their ice creams, but I also have a, a problem where my throat swells up when I eat ice cream. So I try to stay away from it. Right. I'm going to talk about ice cream for a bit. Do it. But, hey, first, let me tell you something before you dive into it. Okay. There's another new Oreo. Okay. At, at least I saw it, but I don't, I think it's new. There's a marshmallow chocolate Oreo also. No, I'd not heard about that. I almost picked that up, but I didn't buy that. What if I was like, and I bought that one too. Let me go get it. And I paused it again. Uh, <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would like, continue to talk about the bullet. You're like, why didn't you just grab both of them at the same time? No, I didn't buy it. I had it in my cart and then I put it away actually. Uh, but yeah, there's a marshmallow chocolate. I just realized that I don't know if I care about marshmallow chocolate that much. Uh, yeah. But it's got little bits of like white in the cookie itself. Like it's not like... The cream is chocolate, it looks like, um, in there. And it's but a they actually cookie. tried to put bits of what would be considered marshmallow in the cookie? Yeah. It's a weird, cool. a weird, weird approach to it. Instead of just making like a marshmallow-flavored cream, they put marshmallow chunk in the cookie instead. What, about, what if I take you on a slight detour and we don't go to Dairy Queen yet, but I tell you that uh, coming out in late April, we will have Frosted Flakes with marshmallows. What? keep it up with the marshmallows? So it's like Lucky Charms? The open, open market? Yeah. Kind of, it's got a uh, Tony the Tiger face on it. And stuff oh, so like that, that's what's going to happen. They're your... charactered. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is Tony the Tiger themed uh, marshmallows and mixed in with your classic Frosted Flakes. Nice. Like That'll be coming out the last weeks of April. Cool. So very very soon. Uh, so back to Dairy Queen. Yes. They announced their summer Blizzard lineup. Uh, they have a new Frosted Animal Cookie Blizzard, which oh, is a vanilla nice. soft serve blended with Frosted Animal Cookie pieces and uh, pink confetti frosting. Very cool. A new Oreo cheesecake blizzard. Oh, snap. Uh, which is Oreo and uh, cookie pieces and cheesecake pieces blended into the soft serve. Wow. Uh, the new Wonder Woman cookie collision blizzard to celebrate <laughs> the launch of Woman Wonder Woman 1984. That's a mouthful. What if it doesn't come out in, in the summer now? It should. I think it's... It's in it's August still now. They projected. It. It's, yeah, it's in August now. So I think that's that's still projected to come out. I would hope that it doesn't get much worse. Um <laughs> Vanilla soft serve blended with chocolate chip cookie dough, chocolate cookie dough, and fudge. So it's just like triple chocolate explosion. That's the Wonder Woman one? Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem Wonder Woman. I think of like reds and blues and yellows. No, it's just a bunch of browns. <laughs> 
I know. That's just, this is a, a it's a deep dive into Wonder Woman's shit. <laughs> like, is it like is it Wonder Woman like during like she's in like I need chocolate like menstruating like kind of situation? I don't know. It's not my Wonder, place Wonder to talk Woman, about that. But Wonder Woman cookie collision blizzard. So. I don't know. You, I'll let you be the judge. It's when cookies you collide. Want to talk about speaking of menstruation, <laughs> <laughs> the new raspberry fudge bliss blizzard, <laughs> which is a vanilla soft serve with bits of real raspberry in it. Oh, I doubt uh, it. Soft pieces of fudge and choco chunks. Wow, they're gonna get fruit in there. Yeah, real raspberries. Real. Uh, and then the last is they're bringing back a uh, classic of the Spores Blizzard, which is the marshmallow-filled chocolates with graham chunks uh, blended in with the soft serve. I would and like then, to try uh, that. Oh, that's not... I lied. That's not the last one. The very last one is, uh, which is already out, I believe, now, which is the Cotton Candy Blizzard. That one is out. Is I've seen it. Cotton Candy Sprinkles that are blended with vanilla soft serve. And then uh, coming out in the next couple weeks, they have a new, uh, this isn't a blizzard, it's a lemonade twisty misty slush. Ooh, twisty misty. It is a combination of lemonade, lemon lime, blue raspberry flavors all twisted together in a mixed slush. Oh, they've even got cotton candy cone dip currently. I know, I saw that and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like cotton candy flavor, I don't think much. I do, but I, in cotton candy form, I've not really, you know what I mean? Like, I've not not deep-dived into a bunch of other cotton candy things, so I can't really say. I feel like there's some, I've accidentally ate cotton candy-flavored candy, like maybe jelly beans or something. Yeah, I don't know, like, and I think I've enjoyed it. They used it. to have, like, um, like bubblegum-flavored, like, ice creams, or, like, Dippin' Dots had, like, a bubblegum flavor and oh, stuff, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, And I would get that stuff when I was, like, a kid, but, like, now I'm just, like, that seems, like, wrong and stupid. I don't, I don't want like, to taste bubblegum. I don't want to taste bubblegum flavoring whenever I'm, like, knowingly swallowing whatever it is. You know what I mean? You're like, I've been told all my life not to swallow bubblegum, and now I am. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last piece is that there is an all-new, very, apparently it's, Emphasis on very limited edition because they're not putting out a bunch of it. Okay. Uh, birthday cake Kit Kats. Uh, uh, they're like all white Kit Kats with the fun, like the funfetti sprinkling yeah. in it and stuff like that. Um, and I'll have that birthday cake flavor with the wafers on the inside. Nice. Uh, they're out now at local Walmarts and stuff. Uh, I've not seen it, but apparently, like I said, they, they said it's came out. This week sometime, and apparently will be gone before even May gets here. So it's like Dang. a two-week two week window of this limited edition. They're not making very many, and they're just pushing it out. Huh. I wonder if they're doing a test run. See I guess. It. Like, just to see if it does well or yeah, something. Yeah, could be. But, yeah. Could be. That's all I got for the food. Right on. You want to do some trailer talk? I think you got trailer talk where I had food news. I can trailer <laughs> talk you all day long. I've got one trailer to talk about, and it might be one of the trailers that you watch, so I will just hold off. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll start off with a, a little bit of a snippet. Um, RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race. So, secret celebrity? Secret, yes. So essentially... I'm scared. They're going to take a celebrity... And they're going to put them in drag, and then they're going to show them off. It's like a four-week event. Oh, God, man. This is this might be a dream come true. We might get to see John Ham's ham <laughs> once and for all. Um, I got to put it out on Front Street. I've never watched an episode of RuPaul anything, um, mm-hmm. but 
this sounds kind of fun. Like it might be interesting just to like see somebody transformed into someone else uh, and kind of, I don't know if it'll be like a guessing game. Like, or do you know ahead of time? Do you know about it? They didn't reveal anything like that in the trailer. They just revealed that there would be a drag show with these celebrities. Yeah. I've watched, I think maybe one or one and a half or two episodes. I, I probably just an episode and a half. Cause I feel like I started like in the middle of one oh, okay. of RuPaul's drag race. And it was because uh, I was going through the channels on Pluto mm-hmm. and it has a like full 24 seven RuPaul's drag race <laughs> oh, channel <Jesus>. on there. <laughs> so I hopped into the middle of one, I think, and I watched it and then I watched a full one. To watch uh, RuPaul do the sashay away thing, <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's it's pretty entertaining. I mean, I'll I'll be the first to admit it is it is a very entertaining show for sure. Gotcha. And adding in that celebrity flair to it could be very entertaining as well. <laughs> could be what. Now it means. I, I'm wondering if this is like, are we getting like B listers <laughs> slash to B to D listers? Yeah. Are we getting any kind of A people at all? I'm thinking where yeah. are we gonna go. Like you think of like it's like we're dressing up Andy Dick and Kathy Griffith. <laughs> Those are good pulls. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I could totally. Those are my that's my C and D listers. I was going maybe like names that we wouldn't even recognize. Like mm-hmm. like I'm thinking maybe even Ron Ron Jeremy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that name at all. Uh, but yeah, the corpse I'm, of Vern Troyer. <laughs> I, oh. You forgot he was dead. <laughs> I did. A Does that seem like a realization of just like, uh, um. <laughs> I'm going to go here. Look. Okay. These are uh, uh, top 15 D-list, D-list celebrities that think they're A-list celebrities. All right. I like this. Holly Madison. Yes, yeah, she does. 15. Uh, David Hasselhoff. Oh, I would think he would be higher in in that. If I was going to pick, it, I would probably put him at B because yeah. I mean, he, he, people put him because he's a cultural icon mm-hmm. of the time for Knight Rider and stuff. Yeah, that people put him in like little spots and shit for shows. So I would probably put him like B list, maybe instead of D. But I guess they classify him as D. Yeah, uh, Brooke Hogan's on this. <laughs> okay, Vanilla Ice. That makes sense. What's his real name? Uh, Van something Van Winkle. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot what it is, but that's 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 a perfect name for a D-lister. Um, <laughs> Heidi Montag, uh, Kate Goslin. Oh yeah, Scott Baio. That 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 he's higher on my see, list. Too. I want to. I want to see him in drag though. <laughs> Courtney Stodden. I don't even know that name. No idea. Um, Kendra Wilkinson. Okay, so all of the house bunnies. Mm-hmm. Tila Tequila. Yep. Aubrey O'Day, Carrot Top. I, I could see Carrot Top on this he show. He qualifies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dustin Diamond. Yep. <laughs> That'd be pretty interesting to see him in drag. <laughs> Fair Abraham, that's the, the backdoor teen mom. Yes. And then uh, they have, as a number one, Snooky and the Jersey Shore cast. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> they just smushed them all together. The whole thing. What's the, what's the dude with the... The poofy top. Uh, the, He's got a name, right? Uh, the situation. No, that the one with the spiky sure. hair. Is that what you're talking about? I think the situation has. Have sp- they all got kind of spiky. Oh, it's good. Poofed up hair. <laughs> Big poof hair. Uh, Pauly D. Oh yeah, that's his name. I feel like he'd be a good candidate to be dragged up. Yes, 
The or uh, drag drag down the guys from Jersey Shore. I've never watched an episode of Jersey Shore either, but the guys Me from either. Jersey Shore. I would like to see. Picture this: the Baldwin brothers, like Billy, mm-hmm. Alec, um, the other two, um, uh, Stephen, Stephen, and then there's another Dustin. The, the Dustin. There's a Dustin Baldwin. I don't know. I'm making up names. <laughs> Stephen now. is though. I think there's I feel four. Like I, can, I feel like I can fish and I think like there's a D name like David or something maybe, but not David. Sure. Uh, all all the Baldwin. I'm gonna type in Baldwin brothers. So imagine the Baldwin brothers all getting like spray tans and playing older versions of the Jersey Shore guys like as like a a spoof short because uh, I think that they resemble. Like the Baldwin features kind of are the same as the Jersey Shore guy features if they had spray tans and like spiked up their hairs. So I, I think I think that that's a great idea. Uh, it is uh, Danny, Alec Baldwin, uh, Daniel Baldwin, yeah. Stephen, and William Baldwin. I got Billy it. Baldwin. Uh, I think that they would benefit from starting an HGTV <laughs> series. Like the Property Brothers, but call it the Baldwin Brothers. Yes. What would they do? Renovating and fixing up houses. Oh, okay. But Alec Alec just kind of is like on Skype being like, how's it going, boys? He's like Mark Wahlberg and the Wahlbergers, like, kind of thing. Yeah, he kind of pages it in because he's the most famous of all of them. Yeah. So he doesn't have to do it. But you know Daniel, Stephen, and Billy are all going to be there fucking sweating their ass off building this house. (laughs) I uh, even better too because they like they're just like we'll give them no sense of direction. These dudes have no idea how to build a house, <laughs> and then they just give them tools and shit. And they're just like, "What the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> God, I need some coke. I uh, I don't know. Have they have the Baldwin brothers done anything together really, or like, dude, maybe they don't no, get along? I don't think so. I don't. I don't I think they get along. I don't think they do stuff together. Maybe they get along because they don't do stuff together. Uh, which one is in the Pauly Shore movies? Uh, that's Steven. That's Steven? Yeah. Was that just Biodome yeah. or was it more than one? Yeah, just Biodome. Yeah. Though, still- though I uh, I proposed a a, ball, a Biodome sequel. I was like, I would. I think they could do another one. Like, why not? In a world where they're doing a Bill and Ted movie right now, why couldn't they do a ball? Uh, why do I keep saying Baldwin? A Biodome 2 and, uh, and let them kind of play. I think that they would enjoy mm-hmm. it. Biodome too, but it's all about like global warming and them trying to like save the ice caps from melting. Yes, but it's them just being being them still like stuck from the nineties, but just those still same two characters, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Directed by Kevin Smith, or if take it, let's take it another direction. Let's call it Biodome Uh-oh. Two, but they actually it's a documentary series hosted by Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin as themselves that are taking a very serious take on the global uh, like climate issues. And they, it's called Biodome 2, but it's a documentary series by the actual actors. That'd be really cool. <laughs> That's what I propose. Oh, I typed this in. It said uh, back in December 10th of 2007... <laughs> That's 13 years ago. <laughs> from, from the movieblog.com, Biodome may be getting a sequel. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin, who my f- wife says I haven't seen it, has an amusing cameo in Fred Claus, <laughs> is in talks to star in a sequel to his 90s era classic Biodome. <laughs> I don't think it worked out for him too well. <laughs> no, I don't think that worked. 
Um, all right. The, so the next uh, trailer I watched is hashtag Black AF. Oh, yes. The, that sounds interesting. This is a, I think it's a Netflix movie. Um, it's gonna. It stars um, oh, uh, Rashida Jones, and she and her husband, uh, her fake husband on this, who I think is supposed to be the producer and may is may very well be the actual producer of Blackish, and or creator of Blackish, um, has it's about their family and how they aren't uh, they aren't quote unquote black enough. Uh, to like their their family and their friends and stuff like that because they've got money and their friends are white and uh, it's kind of just a I think it's an off the rails kind of uh, approach to that same kind of blackish story but like set in a quote unquote real life uh, kind of reaction to it where the and it's not on uh, mainstream TV where they can curse and um, kind of be a little bit more outlandish about it but I I really like Rashida Jones she's uh, Someone I, I really dig quite a bit, and uh, and this looks like a, a funny little uh, comedy uh, in there. So yeah, I like the the hashtag Black AF. Looks like a good one. Nice. Um, do you uh, have you heard of the YouTube series called Weird City? No. Uh, this is uh, got uh, it's uh, uh, what's his name Peel, uh, Jordan Peel. Uh, Jordan Peele? Yeah, he's a creator on this series as well with some other person, some guy I didn't I haven't heard of. Um it's called it's from the minds of Jordan Peele and so and so. Um and it's an anthology type series um that is set in this like weird future and it has just about everybody you could think of in this series and they're all in these like it's set into like a future where there's all different technologies with VR and uh, uh, what's it called holograms and stuff like that. And so it's just different almost scenarios, but it's kind of sitcom feeling, but in an anthology kind of way uh, looks really funny. It's supposed to be just kind of a, a, a weird comedy. It seems like um, weird comedy for weird ah, city. Yes. You did it, but uh, there's like a there's a, a thing where um, oh what's his name the the kind of dorky guy from uh, Juno, um, you know what I'm talking dorky about? guy from Juno yeah Michael Sarah yeah Michael Sarah uh, oh he's like does like this workout this virtual workout class and gets like ripped in real life because of it and then just it's like punching people and stuff like that like it's kind of sketch like almost sketch comedy it almost feels like in that way look like it got quite a few people on it yeah i told you everybody was in it it seems I, i'm looking at just different screenshots from google images like i seen you said lavar burton yeah o'neill yeah i forgot lavar uh, uh rosario dawson's in it steven young yep uh the chick from community can't think of her name right now which one allison not allison, not allison Bree, the other one yvette nicole brown nope not the black one. The other white girl. Um, <laughs> Allison Brie. No. <laughs> uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Jillian, yeah. Jillian Michaels. It's not Jillian Michaels. It's Jillian Jacobs. Yeah, that's yes. it. See, I know. Jillian I, Michaels, I got Jillian Michaels does work out things. <laughs> I got you there. Uh, so that looks cool on YouTube. I haven't gotten really into any youtube series yet the only youtube red stuff that i've actually like ever got into for like original series content was whenever it very first started 
And uh, at that point in time, it was probably like the height of his popularity, truly, which even though, I mean, it still has kind of continually gone up, but his content's not up to where it was as far as I'm uh, concerned. But uh, PewDiePie had that series that was on there because, you know, he played a lot of horror games Uh at the time. So they had the scare PewDiePie thing. I remember that. It was like him going through like real live horror game scenarios kind of thing. Um, which was a pretty cool and fun, uh, interesting series and had other YouTubers and stuff like that on there with him, like Markiplier and uh, some of the guys from Game Grumps and stuff too. Um, but then they also had... Uh, uh, Rhett and Link has two seasons of their buddy system Oh, I forgot show. about that. That was the... That's that on is, there too. I did get into that. And they're working on season three, writing it now too. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, it's it's really awesome. Yeah, I like I that, show. that show a lot. Both of those seasons are really good. Yeah, I. That's really all the content that I ever got yeah, from it, for sure. Um, there's a, a trailer. I think it just dropped maybe today for Capone. Yeah, that's the one I watched. Ah, I knew we'd hit up at some point. Hmm. Uh, what'd you think? It's really interesting. I like the concept of it not necessarily being about Capone at the height yes. of him doing all of his gangster shit, but it's like after he's been in prison for ten years and he's basically got like dementia or some uh-huh. shit. And it seemed like Matt Damon's character was kind of like, he's worth a lot of fucking money. We need to try to get this money mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And that seems like it's like a reverse gangster movie on a gangster. Right. Like people trying to figure out how to get the money from him, from this gangster that's got dementia. But he, at this point in time, he's only supposed to be like maybe 50 years old. Well, and, and there's that like reporter or somebody's in there. It's like, I don't know that it's not that it's actually dementia or is he also playing that? Like, is he also trying to scheme people by believing Mm -hmm. that he's just a, a dementia ridden old man? I did a really good job with the, uh, the makeup work on him though, too, for on Tom Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause they give him like the, the scar Mm -hmm. and shit like that. Like Capone actually had and the kind of almost like liver spotty older skin, like aged him up yeah. a little bit. So it did a really good job as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. With that. I like but his voice. It, He's it a good looks, voice guy. Always like Tom Hardy's always trying out oh, new yeah. characters and stuff like that. Yeah, he's got he's got a really good presence about him. And I feel like everybody's really bringing uh, bringing a really cool, interesting concept to a side or a thing of Ed, uh, of almost said Edgar Allan Poe for some reason, <laughs> Al Capone that you not that you don't really think about yeah. or know about after the prison sentence kind of a thing for sure. Yeah, it's the retired gangster story instead of right. like just the easy the easy angle. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Uh, there's a, a trailer for a movie called Inheritance. This it takes place. There's this family, and the father dies. Uh, and the father is played by the guy who uh, is a uh, lemony snicket in the series. Uh, you know, the guy with like the deep voice who talks like, like this. Yeah. 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 Uh, Patrick Warburton. Yeah. He's the dad. And, uh, and so he dies. It's kind of a mystery as to why he dies. Cause he seems like a healthy uh, man, but uh, his daughter, I think it's his daughter uh, ends up inheriting his fortune and his house and whatever. And in the basement of that house is a, a cage or a prison cell where this guy is locked up. And it's Simon Pegg. It's just the actor Simon Pegg. And he's like, oh, hello, I've been here for a bit. And I'd like it if you'd let me out. And it was, it's real weird that way. No, he's, he's uh, like this guy. He's got like real long hair. And he's just uh, kind of cryptic in why he's there. And... 
it seems like there's some uh, some stuff that's going down, and maybe the dad wasn't uh, didn't just die. Maybe he was killed. Uh, there's a lot of money involved. There's a guy in a cage in a basement uh, involved, and they seem to be a lot of secrets that she's got kind of wrapped up in by inheriting this house with this body. Kind of seemed interesting. Hmm. Sounds interesting. I got it mixed up with a, with another movie uh, that I wasn't going to talk about, but now I kind of feel like I need to. Uh, okay. It was. Uh, it's got the girl from uh, from uh, the Archie show, Riverdale. I was like, you know that that show, um, and they her she works for this older man. And what's it called? Um, I gotta I gotta look that up. <laughs> Still, what's her? What character does she play in that? Uh, she plays on Riverdale. Oh, on Riverdale, she's the dark haired one. <laughs> Veronica. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Camilla Mendez. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Is she related to Sean Mendez? She may be or married to Sean Mendez. Perhaps. No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I just thought maybe it's called the uh, movie's called Dangerous Lies. This one's also on Netflix. Um, and I wasn't going to talk about it cause I didn't think that it was uh, that interesting. But then after I got to thinking about it, I was like, Oh, that movie did seem interesting. Uh, so she dangerous lies, dangerous lies when a wealthy elderly man dies and unexpectedly leaves his estate to his new caregiver. She's drawn into a web of deception and murder. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Uh, no, it, so she's like, she takes care of this guy. Her husband has like recently started doing the lawn for the guy. And then the dude just dies and they read the will. And she, this is why I get this confused with inheritance. She inherits his entire fortune also, um, and his house. But then they, they find this big chest of money up in the attic, like just cash, straight up and they they bundle it and they put it in like a safety box in the bank and straight up cash yo. straight up cash and they end up uh they end up getting investigated like a detective starts snooping around and is like why did this guy die and why are you guys who inherited it and they kind of like start going through that and then people are in the house and then the money that was in the the cash is missing now that was in the lockbox all kinds of shenanigans uh that are mysterious Mm-hmm. If she's going to survive, she'll have to question everyone's motives, even the people she loves. Yeah, she starts. Uh, the- Camilla Mendez stars in Dangerous Lies. There seems to be. Uh, she starts questioning her husband's intentions as well. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, Solar Opposites. There became a there there became a trailer for that recently. There became a trailer uh, for that. That's the new uh, uh, Royland joint that's going to be on Hulu. Yeah. I think I talked about it last yeah. week. Yeah, maybe they didn't have a trailer yet, did they, or did they? I think it was a teaser. Oh, okay, but not a not a full length. They do have a full length now. It seems like there's a lot of shenanigans they're going to be up to. No, uh, it looks like it's going to be. I get the vibe, and and you can tell me more probably that Rick and Morty is a like uh, seventy five, if not more percent, just like non scripted, kind of off the off the wall, kind of just like going back and forth, and they end up animating that those conversations and that kind of made up. Yeah, stuff. it's it's it starts off with a script, and the script has a basis that they have to follow. 
but there is a good chunk. I would say it's like 60-40. Okay. Like 60% of it's just BS. Okay. And then they kind of build upon that. This seems a lot less of that. It seems a lot more like structured to it. It's still weird and wacky and has a lot of like aliens doing weird like stuff. The green aliens look like uh, the big heads kind of. Yeah, I could see that. Like they got that like flat mouth uh-huh. kind of a thing. Yeah. But it looks good. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I, I like space comedies, uh, animated mm-hmm. comedies. Like I'm a sucker for Futurama, of course. But like I like I'll try them all out for sure. Give them a shot. For sure. Uh, DC's Stargirl uh, gave us a trailer. Uh, I like that, you know, Marvel, not Marvel, but Disney now, not just Marvel, but Disney as a whole, it's constantly just like punching DC in the face constantly when it comes to like competing against things. And I love that, uh, even though I'm a DC guy, I love that. So is this, uh, this is DC Universe, right? Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, I love that Disney Plus put out a movie what a month and a half ago called Star Girl, mm-hmm. knowing that DC has a TV show they had in development also called Star Girl. So now they have to call it DC's Star Girl <laughs> instead. <laughs> and I feel like it's just like a, they're always just constantly just like poking them a little bit, just being like, take that, take that. Uh, but this is in the same universe as like Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and all that jazz. Um, so this, I, th- I, I think it's going to be in the same universe. They haven't said one way or the other, but it's, it, uh, Berlanti is doing all of it, which did all of those shows. Uh, so you, I'm sure they'll cross over. It's got a couple of bigger names. Luke Wilson's tied to it. Joel McHale as well. Joel McHale is like the, he is the star man and Mm -hmm. like kind of in the same way that I guess like Green Lantern is like he's dying and, uh, has to pass on his powers to someone, and he passes it on to the the girl, the Star Girl girl. Uh, so I see Amy Smart listed too. Oh, okay. I haven't seen her in a while. Not since Butterfly Effect. Ever. <laughs> Never ever she since Butterfly worked Effect. Since Butterfly Effect in two thousand four. Uh, but yeah, uh, it looks cool. I mean, it looks like a lot more effects. This was originally going to be a. DC Universe uh, original, but now it's going to be on CW. So I wonder if they spent more money uh, doing that than they initially planned for a CW show. It looks like they spent more money on this than they did yeah. for a normal CW show, but I don't know. I'll watch it. I'll check it out. I'll check it out at some point. I am about three years behind on my DC TV shows. so You got me beat. <laughs> By probably two more than that. <laughs> uh, and I got two more that are just uh, some fun ones for you. One's called Butt Boy. Ooh. <laughs> are you listening Interested. to <laughs> <laughs> uh, So Butt Boy is a... Uh, is a kind of a crime detective story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. uh, there is uh, a detective and he is, susp- he's questioning this guy uh, who seems detective butt boy seems like, no, the butt boy would be the other guy that he's questioning. He thinks at mm. least. So the detective is questioning this guy in a diner and, and meets up with him from time to time uh, who looks like he's just like a, like a dad, like probably our age ish kind of guy. Uh, has like a small kid. What are you saying? You're saying I look like a dad. You look like a butt boy is what I'm saying. Uh, Damn. <laughs> no, and uh, and so he's he's questioning him, and, and the you kind of learn through the trailer that there is a, a random slew of crimes where there's 
and I, this is what I think it is, and there may be a synopsis I should read, but it seems like uh, there is... I've got a synopsis. Okay, let me tell you what I think it is based on the trailer, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, it seems like the there is a crime, there's crimes committed where this guy is putting things up his butt, and anything from, like, objects to ch- small children and animals, maybe? Um, and then he's leaving these trails of things behind. Um... <laughs> And, and the detective thinks it's <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Am I close? Yeah. <laughs> Good. I got worried for a second. <laughs> I'm just reading it as you were explaining it to. So I'm just listening to your explanation, and it's just kind of going along with what I'm reading. And it's just really funny to me that this is what this is about. Oh, do you you have a short Uh, synopsis that is readable? Detective Fox loves work and alcohol. After going to AA, his sponsor, Chip, becomes the main suspect in in his investigation of a missing kid. Fox also starts to believe that people are disappearing up Chip's butt. (laughs) Okay, cool. So it's not too far off than what I, the trailer did not tell any lies. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, there's a, a missing kid that he thinks is up this kid's butt. So he is literally that kid is the butt boy. <laughs> you can as you can rent or buy this now if you would like. Yeah, it says it came out in 2019. Okay, so probably uh, one of those things where they it went through the the, the con circuit, and by con circuit I mean the the uh, thing where, Man, where movies this might, that might just have to be my palm. <laughs> Uh, and then last but not least is a movie called Porno. Okay. And Porno is about a, uh, a movie theater, uh, these kids that work in a movie theater, and they stumble across this film, and they put it in the reel at the movie theater, and they watch it. And when they watch it, they unleash a sex demon um, that they then have to deal with, and I think they are affected by said demon uh, as well. So it's kind of a... a, a a goofy horror kind of movie uh mm-hmm. also looked very silly uh but very funny uh to to try out uh not unlike my palm for the week that we'll discuss later okay fair enough uh, and that's my trailers damn that's a lot of a lot of trailers <laughs> yeah yes yes um do you want to get in time to, to some news time to breeze breeze through some news let's here. do this uh, Rockstar Games to announced today uh, that they're officially working on the Grand Theft Auto title. It's been oh. labeled in early de- development, which has been a rumor for a while now. Um, but they have stated that the game may start out in a quote-unquote moderately sized release. Oh. Um, so their idea behind it is to just push out a bunch of regular updates as they consider changing how uh, this is to kind of change how they produce games in an effort to avoid any kind of crunch issues. So trying to like rush a game or anything like that yeah. or whatever, it's almost like they would release the game in like maps, one almost. massive, yeah. And one giant chunk be like, Oh cool. Well you're starting off in Liberty city and then be like, you know, three or four months down the road, the next big update would be like, all right, cool. You can now travel from Liberty city and go down South to uh, vice city. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? And then go over to like Los Santos, which is like, you know, the uh, San Andreas area kind of a thing. Which is, and maybe they'll just keep building upon that world, making it bigger and bigger. That's kind of the um, destiny approach, on, right? Like that's kind of what destiny does, right? 
Yeah, to that extent. I think that that's kind of their game plan, but I think the big bulk of it, like what they're going to spend the biggest chunk on, that's why they said moderately sized release yeah. was going to be like, you know, like Destiny 2 released like a big massive campaign with multiple places you could go to. And then as every expansions come out, it's like, hey, you can go to Mars and Mercury yes. now. Yeah. Hey, you can go to the moon now. Hey, you can go to the Tangled Shore now. And they just keep adding in content after content. I think that's what they're trying to do. That's but they're cool. going to do that with GTA 6. So I saw that. It was really cool to know that there's actually kind of a plan of action now with GTA 6. But they did make sure to tell people we're still quite a ways away from initial release. Uh, albeit, I think it's been now seven years since GTA 5 came wow, out. Wow, that had some staying power. Yeah, and then and it's still going yeah. on, too, because they still keep adding in new content with GTA Online. So they still keep adding in more and more new things to do on there. But, uh yeah. It's it's been a while for it, and I think they still have some polishing up and adding on to Red Dead Two um, that they're going to work on, and obviously they're still going to keep on adding in patch updates to GTA Online for right sure. now. But I think their next big AAA product that they did say we're putting all of our focus on GTA Six as far as development actually goes. Cool. There's nothing else ahead of it now, so it's cool to know that there's some progress. With Absolutely, it. Um, you've been hungry for some more Mandalorian, some more Star Wars in your life. Oh, I have. I uh, I gotta tell you that they're gonna be having a documentary series on Disney Plus now. A docu series, you say? Series called Disney. Is it called Disney Gallery? Yeah, it is. The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Colon, the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this will be out. It looks like uh, May the fourth uh, is you. when this will be out uh, for Star Wars Day, and it'll be just a a, a a documentary look at how they kind of made and get the cast together. Uh, for the Mandalorian, uh, which is cool. I, I like some behind-the-scenes stuff, and uh, be curious mm-hmm. to kind of see some more or hear some more of like how Johnny Fav's got like his background of creating this world because it sounds like he had a lot of like I think he just wrote this by himself uh, with like mm-hmm. with Filoni, like it was just the two of them creating. Yep. So like that's what I had read, and I think this is also going to kind of bleed into. They, it's an eight episode series, and I think they said that some of the last two were had stuff that was filmed a little bit more recent, and uh, there's going to be some stuff that's kind of tied into letting you know what kind of direction they see themselves going for the future of the Mandalorian too. So it gives you a little bit of sneak peek behind the scenes, but from season one, then you get a little bit of the glimpse the plan forward as well too. It, so it seems like they're very interested in expanding this kind of story and and these characters and not just doing like we may not get anything past mandalorian season two as far as that show's concerned but may see another like spinoff that seems like they're they're mm-hmm. interested in expanding that so that would be cool if those last couple episodes kind of add to that news that we've heard in the past yeah for sure uh we kind of talked about uh HBO Max a little Uh bit earlier, but there was some news that came out a little bit uh, a couple days ago about uh, the Peacock. Yeah. Uh, Members of Comcast's Xfinity program and their Flex services are actually going to be able to get that sneak peek uh, starting today on uh, April 15th. So if those people, oh, those of you that listen have Xfinity or the Flex services from Comcast, you should be able to get that sneak peek of Peacock now. But the uh, streaming services. Uh, for everyone else will be launching globally on July 15th officially now. So we have a definitive date for everything, it seems like. Uh, 
I was really hoping, like like you were kind of saying earlier, though, that we could get like a maybe a little sneak peek mm-hmm. of something like that. That it would almost be worth it. Be like, hey, if you have HBO now, uh, we're going to have a sneak peek for people that are already members of now. Yeah, currently to be able to check out uh, HBO Max and see the library, see the app and stuff like that ahead of launch for next month or whatever. Exactly. But I guess we won't get that. Yeah. No, that that's cool. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. We've got some uh, Netflixes dabbling their toes in some more comic books these days. Ew. Yeah. Uh, one is uh, that they are going to... They ordered a, uh, a series for Sweet Tooth, which is the Jeff Lemire book that he uh, wrote and, and uh, drew... Uh, about the the boy with the uh, antler ears, and uh, he has a sweet tooth. That's where the sweet tooth comes from. Uh, but it's kind of a he's a his name's Gus, and he's a boy deer, uh, is what he is. And uh, is he a deer a deer boy? He's a deer boy. He's kind of like if you thought about like, hey, I wonder if there are if you made a story about those people like the kid in the Fallout Boy video for Sugar, we're going down. Um, that's what this would be. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so he's got uh, his dad like takes care of him and stuff and kind of shields him from the world. And then his dad passes away and he's kind of left to live in the world that he's been shielded from. Um, So that's kind of the story of Sweet Tooth. Um, And Robert Downey Jr. is uh, helming the project. Uh, He's uh, in charge of everything. And Netflix is ordering the series for that. So. A little bit of com- cool. comic book there. And then they also, Netflix just signed a first look deal with Boom Studios. So they already had a first look with Dark Horse, which is where you get like Umbrella Academy and Lock and Key. But sure. now they are, they've got signed up with Boom too. And Boom has things like um, the Lumberjanes, uh, which is definitely something I could see them making a, making something for. I think they've even talked about. Isn't Boom, Boom does all of the like. Uh Wheaton verse stuff too, don't they? Yeah, like the rights yeah. to do like Buffy, yeah, and Firefly, and Buffy, and all that is under there. Um, Bone, uh, no, sorry, not Bone. Bone Parish. I got excited. I was like, Bones in there. Um, there's uh, two shows that are two books that. Ooh, what? No, I just was looking at their series. They have the Boom is uh, Armory Wars. Oh, I did not realize that. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's under there. That would be really interesting Absolutely. to get an Armory Wars series. Yeah. Uh, two books that I've been reading currently that I'll talk about in my personals is Once in Future and Something is Killing the Children are two of their books uh, that they've got currently ongoing. Uh, so it looks like they're already in development on a book called The Unsound, which is a horror book that Colin Bunn and Jack Cole did uh, cool. a couple of years back. And then The Dark Crystal uh, is actually it's Arcadia, Arcadia is, the, is uh, the publisher they're under, which is owned by Boom. Boom is cool. boom is boom kaboom and Arcadia and Arcadia is kind of like uh, Mouse Guard is an Arcadia book um, and and the Dark Crystal stuff all the Jim Henson I see stuff. That Dark Crystal I was gonna say anything that's Jim Henson's listed on here I see Fraggle Rock yep. as well and exactly stuff like that so so there's a lot of books on here that look really awesome that I don't think I've ever heard of oh yeah that that seem like really neat yeah. So Netflix is in the comic book biz still. They're getting their hands on all that sweet, sweet indie book kind of material. I'm cool with that. Absolutely. They do it really mm-hmm. well. I mean, Umbrella Academy is any indication of what kind of things they can do with that kind of like an indie comic direction, then I'm fucking all for yeah, it. Yeah, 
Absolutely. A uh, couple of Marvel newses. Okay. Uh, Mark Ruffalo confirmed that the Hulk may be appearing in the She-Hulk show. Ah. Uh, that was just earlier today. I guess he was doing an interview and they were talking about future for Marvel shit. And that was something that he had talked about that he was hinting he might be appearing in that. Cool. And then uh, just kind of weirdly and just kind of quaintly, Sam Raimi confirmed that he's actually directing Doctor Strange. Yeah, too. I heard that. Yeah. It just kind of came about all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and he was he nonchalantly mentioned it in some interview that he was talking. He's like, and then since we're uh, I'm doing Doctor Strange two and stuff, and they were like You're ah. directing, and he was like, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and then he just like went on and talked about whatever it was he was talking about. I don't know if he was trying to like cover it up, but he was acting like it was no big deal. Oh, okay, and just kind of went on from that to do something else. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, that makes me excited. I always love Sam Raimi shit. Heck yeah. Um, the, uh, everybody loves the Tiger King, right? Like we're still, we're still in love with Tiger King. Dude, fucking fuck Carol. Bass, <laughs> man. Uh, we are going to get a Tiger King comic book, uh, that's going to come through, uh, during the, the month of June sometime. It looks like, uh, there will be a, um, a title called Tiger King or infamous colon Tiger King. Uh, uh, published by Tidal Wave, and uh, so that will be coming out. Uh, there's a couple of awesome covers. One is a cartoony version of uh, of Exotic <laughs> Joe and Carol yeah, arguing with each I'm other. Looking at him right now. And then there's a very pretty kind of clothy tiger with a crown uh, that looks to be maybe a kind of like Joe because he's got the earrings like Joe. Um, so there's that. It was the uh, the comic star styling of the the first one with uh, yeah. Joe and Carol arguing looks almost like uh, it's an old comic strip. What is it? It starts with a D. Like it's in the Sundays. Oh, okay. Sunday papers. It's a, is it like Dingleberries or Dilbert? You know what I'm talking. Not Dilbert. It's I can't think of what it's called. It's got that same, like, her nose and the eyes, the way that it looks on there is uh, rem- okay. reminiscent of it. And I can't think of what it's called That's now funny. for the life of me. Oh, well. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it only took one week, Shad. <laughs> but Quibi is going to abandon its mobile-only format. No, really? And is uh, already flat out made a statement, said that they are eventually making content available <laughs> on regular TVs. <laughs> I thought that they were going to yeah, just I guess like, hold enough their guns. people enough people were clamoring for it to be able to just watch it so they <laughs> they specifically did all that stuff with the formatting yes. and stuff and now they are reformatting everything so that way it still works in the mobile format like that but it can specifically just be landscape <laughs> so that way you can view it on your television and it'll have apps that'll be coming out like for Roku uh, and Amazon and Roku and uh, any of the Amazon fire devices it looks like uh, Xbox and PS4 will be getting it as well Jesus and that's uh, that's still a couple months away but they've already decided that that's the thing they're going to do and it took them one week to do it and then they were like no it's mobile only we designed it specifically for this they're just like I guess we can just go ahead and do it I mean they poured a lot of money into it and I guess you are abandoning like a lot of your your uh, people uh, oh, absolutely! That. But still, it just it—it it, almost seemed like it was like a moral thing to them. Like this is why we yeah. 
design this. This is a Absolutely. mobile. It's for people on the go. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And now they're just like, nah, it can be for everybody. It's fine. It's just another. It's just another streaming service. I guess they they still have a <laughs> they still have a leg up in that they have created content that works in that vertical manner. Um, yeah, for sure. So I think that that's, that's still pretty cool, and that will still give them a leg up on anything. And I imagine that now that they're going to cross over into normal streaming platforms, that we might mm-hmm. see other streamers doing a mobile version of shows. Like, I don't think you'll ever see like all of Netflix to be vertical and horizontal setup, but you might see certain shows being like, okay, this is set up for this. So it was something that you just said, but it made me kind of think of something that might be kind of seemingly interesting. It would be really cool to think if there was some way that they could incorporate something like a streaming service like uh, like Twitch or Mixer or Caffeine, mm-hmm. one of the ones that are more oriented for gaming yeah. or music or whatever it may be that could do that kind of format like Quibi. Absolutely, yeah. So like be able to view it full screen in that kind of regular portrait mode versus going full on landscape because you can do it now and wherever you have it viewed this way on Twitch it has a purpose because the chat's down yeah. there below you can participate in chat still donate bits and all that stuff so that makes sense but it'd be really cool to have an option where you could tap the screen and do like full screen and it would just go full screen and you could keep it landscape or uh, yeah. portrait like that I think that'd be kind of neat agree. but and really it's just uh, like a facial recognition thing right I mean because they're I think for the most part, but I think you have there's there's more to it than that because it's 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 completely reformatting certain things that are on that screen yeah. and stretching it a certain way. So it might be like if they did it right off the bat and they didn't kind of incorporate some new technology, kind of like what they do with Quibi, yeah. then maybe it would be something along the lines of uh, you just only see this much of the screen, yeah. like you don't see all of the guy's face that's streaming in the corner yeah, or something true. like that. So maybe it cuts off some stuff or whatever to kind of compensate, but maybe they can kind of make up for yeah. that. I don't know. I just thought it'd be kind of that. That sounded like a cool idea. To Absolutely. Me. Um, uh, today, Apple revealed the second generation iPhone SE. Oh. Uh, have you seen that? Did no. you see the iPhone SE before? No. So the initial iPhone SE that came out, uh, I think, a year and a half ago at this point, um, was designed body wise and size wise to look and act like the iPhone 5. So it was a smaller, very thin phone. Um, The screen aspect ratio was still only like 4.1 inches or four uh, corner Uh to corner. It had the home button and everything too. But the guts of the inside of it at that point in time, whenever it was out, was uh, the same as I think the iPhone 7 or the iPhone 8. And the camera that was on the back was the same, like just one generation prior. So it was like putting new guts and new pieces into an old design because there were a lot of people that were out there that were kind of clamoring for something that would be like that, you know, maybe a little bit more aesthetically pleasing because they liked the design of this older phone, um, but getting the newer materials. And they've done the same thing here. Um, So inside the new iPhone SE, we've got the A13 Bionic chip, which is the same chip that is is now inside the iPhone 11. Not the 11 Pros, but uh, which is just like a slightly modified version of the A13 chip. But you have the standard A13 chip that's in the same as the 11, which is kind of crazy. It has what they're touting as the best single camera system Mm. um, on any iPhone that's been out yet. Uh, So... I guess you're looking back at something like the iPhone X or before, because I think even the X had a dual camera. Yeah, I think so. And I know that the iPhone 11 has dual camera as well, but then your iPhone 11 Pro and up 
has the three. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is now the best iPhone uh, single camera, even better than the other one that was on that one. I think it's 12 megapixels now as well. And it has a portrait mode built in with it as well, too. Um, it has a 4.7-inch retina display, the similar body design and shape of the iPhone 8. Um, and it has the return of the Touch ID, which is the uh, Touch ID Home button. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it'll have like the, it's not like a full-on click-in button. It has like that. Mm-hmm. It touch recognizes whenever you kind of press yeah. it. Um, so they're kind of bringing back the shape and design of like the iPhone 8 and having that classic home button and smaller screen and stuff like that. But packing in a bunch of high-end shit. And the price point for it's only 400 bucks. Oh, wow. So it's like the cheapest one that you can get on the market currently without buying older models. But uh, seems pretty cool. I think it's supposed to come out sometime this summer, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Uh, but it looks really nice. It's a, it's a good way to get a Apple product on a budget if that's something that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And uh, on a smaller screen, which I, I, I think design-wise... It, it, the smaller displays and stuff like that have always looked pretty nice on that. I, I honestly, at one point in time, whenever we were looking at Apple products, there was a part of me that was just like, cause they still sell sell right now. The regular SE mm-hmm. that's the, the five yeah. one that's a really smaller shape. And that part of me was just like, I kind of almost want to get that just to have it for the, like that aesthetic sake, right. because it just seems so cool. And it's like having something from almost six years ago at this yeah. point in time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that was the latest Apple announcement. That's cool. Uh, if you're like me and Chad, you probably will never get an Apple product again. <laughs> Just dive in but, once. You got to dip uh, your toe in the water. I dipped my toe, and I'm excited to go back. Hopefully this year. Yeah. Oh wow, you're gonna go this early. They have uh, if you like whenever we got ours, they allow annual upgrades. Oh uh, okay. So it actually, when I was looking on my my uh, my. Uh, my Verizon account stuff, it had it set up on there. It said that once uh, it hits that initial 12 months, uh, as long as it's in like new condition, then you can trade the phone in. You can get a different device. Then. Cool. So I might might dip out and get me a new Samsung or a new Pixel or something like that, whatever's out at that point yeah. in time, because I'll have to wait until November anyway. I think I'm going Samsung brand. I, I don't know what will be out at that time. And I don't know if I want something as fancy as the 20. Like, I don't know. Like... I realize that I don't use a lot of what I have, all the bells and whistles. It's like I thought I would we'll use the camera. They have, they have the 20, but they have like a knocked down version of oh, it. Okay. It's a slightly smaller screen. It doesn't have as much shit going on with it, bells and whistles, but it's like all of the new chip and tech and stuff like that. So that yeah. way you're keeping the same speed, the game processing the and stuff part, like yeah. that, but you're not having like as great of a camera as what's on that, uh, that S20 Ultra and all that shit. So you've got kind of oh, like okay. a broken down version of it that's keeping your speed and stuff like that and storage and whatnot, but you're just not getting as good of the extra perks, gotcha. I guess you'll say. Yeah, and I think that's so that might be saying that might be a little more your speed that's there. Not, ah, speed, get it? Uh, uh, hey, uh, nah. do you remember a game called Chex Quest that came out in the 90s? I do. I got it in a box of checks when I was yes, a kid. Yes, exactly. It's a, a like a PC, like a not DOS, but like a CD-ROM yeah. game that they gave you for kind of Doom-ish in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming back. Do you, are you aware of this? I, I am. We talked about it one time in an episode, and you were like, "I don't know what you're talking." Me about. and you talked about this. We did. Oh, well, I promise. I'm sorry. It's coming out. It's out. You can get it. It's on Steam. Yeah. Is it free? Uh, yes, it is free. 
Yes, I was going to remember it specifically saying it was free. Yeah, I'm uh or it was going to be free right. I'm going to hit it up. I'm going to get it. I I I don't remember that conversation. Maybe I zoned out for a second. Uh cuz I definitely remember this game. You're over here. You're over oh, I was area. even with you? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we weren't Skyping. Who kn- who knows? This was this was this was months ago though cuz <laughs> it was like when they first announced okay, it. Okay. So it's I guess maybe it's out now like that's why I'm reading about it now. Is that I don't know if it's out now or if it's available for pre-order. It is, or, it is out, I do believe, now. Uh, April 17th, looks like, perhaps? That's in two, two days. days. Perhaps. Uh, looks like you can get a bunch of extra stuff, though, if you really love this game. You can get CD soundtracks, you can get posters, you can get uh, a metal coin, a t-shirt, uh, keychain, checks keychain, stickers, a checks warrior statue. Uh <laughs> You can get the. Uh, I remember the, the gameplay is very reminiscent, like you said, of like a classic Doom. Yeah. I think it. I think it was actually like a rip off of like the Doom engine, oh, okay. or or like a Castle Wolfenstein. You know, For I mean, sure, they were yeah. both from the same engine. So I think it was just a rip off of that, and they just kind of masked over everything with checks byproducts and aliens <laughs> and stuff like that. You, I think you actually like literally get guns that shoot like checks out at the aliens. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. That sounds right. I'm uh, I'm gonna check this time. out. I, I'm gonna try to make this my palm. One oh, of my damn. palms this week. I'm gonna. That might be the better palm. I'm gonna check. That. Yes, you might be. Right. Could that be better than butt? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, another game thing, real quick. Uh, Sony has uh, a a uh, play at home initiative that they've started, and uh, yeah. that means that they're giving some actual, just like straight up free game, free games. Uh, no, uh, no strings attached to it uh, for a time period. Uh, looks like it's starting April fifteenth, uh, which is today, and it goes through May fifth as of right now. That you can get these games, uh, and those games you actually get four, I guess you could call it. So you get the Uncharted yeah. Nathan Drake collection, which is uh, Uncharted one, two, and three, and mm-hmm. then you get uh, the the PS four port of Journey, uh, which I've never played that uh, game. Great game, is it? especially if you can get into a multiplayer thing that experience of doing it multiplayer is really oh, fun. okay right on so that's kind of cool that just some some free games but like, hey, play this stay at home for a little bit check this out oh yeah absolutely especially with the uncharted i mean that's so, roughly i would say probably 45 to 50 hours worth of yeah. content right there creep show you remember you know creep show mm-hmm. uh they did the t uh shutter did the the tv show the original uh, series uh, kind of based on the original or the movie uh, that mm-hmm. was in like 82 or something like that. Um, and so that was on shutter It's kind of uh, kind of its own little realm of things. And if you didn't have a shutter subscription, you were kind of out of luck. Well, AMC is actually picking up the first season and they're going to be airing it. Uh, yeah. So uh, beginning on May 4th and running through the 18th, uh, they're going to air uh, the show. And so, it looks like if you didn't get a chance to pick it up, you can do that on there. And I think that's because they're going to be doing uh, season two is going to be starting sometime soon um, on Shutter. So they're kind of been like, hey, you like it on AMC? Why don't you come over here and subscribe to our Shutter? Which right now you can get a 30 day uh, free trial on Amazon Prime uh, and probably just on straight up Shutter if you wanted to. 
check it out there. It looks like on straight up shutter it's just seven days for free. But the plans actually only start it's at four seventy five a month. Oh, okay. So it's pretty cheap. So it's it's not pretty it's not bad at all. And they've got a really deep library of yeah. uh, classic horror movies and and newer like shutter original movies and mm-hmm. shit too that are on there that I've heard are actually pretty good. Cool. Awesome. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, live action Robin Hood on Disney Plus. Uh, getting an animated like with fox. foxes, like real foxes. That will be really. I mean, if it's done as well <laughs> as they did Lady and the Tramp, I'm I'm all on board because that was a pretty fucking cool thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought Lady and the Tramp was good. Um, my only concern with this is that we're diving in the realm of a movie with only just it's just an upgraded animated thing. Like it's just like Lion King. And it's not like Lady and the Tramp, I thought, went well because there were humans involved. Jungle mm-hmm. Book went well because there was a Mowgli involved. Like, I, I'm still not sold on these, like, only animated animals uh, things that are not cartoons. Like, so I'm, I'm, I'll watch it. It'll be on Disney Plus. I paid for three years of it. I'll, I'll check it out, but. <laughs> might as well might as well it's not like you have anything else better going <laughs> no i mean I'll, I'll i'll get to it for sure i still haven't yeah. gotten to onward though believe it or not and i really want to watch that so yeah i still haven't watched that either i really want to jay told me like gave me raving reviews he said it is a great great movie nice yeah i'll get to it i will get to it um speaking of things that we'll get to uh what have you gotten to recently as far as uh consuming uh, I've played a video game, okay. which is probably all I will consume until I beat it because it's really fucking good, uh, which was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah! It's, uh, it's, it's real, real good. It not only does it look pretty, it is a fucking fun game to play. Nice. Honestly, they polished up that combat so well. Like, even more so, like, they, they were kind of taking off of like Final Fantasy 15 and mm-hmm. then the combat that you would get from like you get that Kingdom Heartsy kind of sense of it too with that yeah. action combat with it and everything but I feel like it's even more polished Better. than what Kingdom Hearts 3 was I, I really nice. enjoy it a lot which makes me excited for other future Kingdom Hearts things down the road. Absolutely. Just because it seems like they're just getting even better and better and better as time goes they're on. They're learning this, from this each other, yeah. Action combat, and it, it's really solid. Um, the combat's fun. Doing the party mechanics is fun. Uh, upgrade system for your weapons is cool and different and unique. Uh, like you can, you can even like reroll different weapons and stuff. So you like, start off with your Buster Sword, but whenever you get like your first big like Iron Sword, that's a different blade for Cloud. You can actually reroll out of what upgrade you gave uh, that you did from your Buster Sword, the first one, and put all of those attribute points into that other sword if you want oh, to. Nice. So you can kind of customize different blades to different likings of mm-hmm. your own, kind of in the Kingdom Hearts sense. Yeah, it's that it's that level of like upgrading your weapons, so that way you can still kind of come back to those other weapons if you want to because it might match a situation a little better I see. than what you need like this blade that I have now is actually like a little bit worse as far as attack goes but it makes your magic like go up like pretty good so if you're wanting to be a little bit more aggressive as far as magic goes or you're fighting a boss that's like you have to use electricity to do something you might want to go with this weapon versus just the regular first buster sword or something gotcha um so it kind of plays into that. Uh, I was telling you earlier that I, uh, I'm basically at the end of chapter three. I'm almost at chapter four, but I'm like three and a half, three, three or three and a half hours into it. 
and uh, I'm really enjoying it a lot so far. I'm just doing all the little side quests that I can do to kind of get introduced to every little aspect mm-hmm. of, uh, of the slums of the city that I'm in. Um, and then I'll kind of press forward uh, with the main quest. But it's been a really good time. Cool. Uh, that's the only game that I've actually played. What about you? I started it. Um, I didn't get very far. I Did you get you got yours on Friday, I would assume? Yeah, yeah, it, it pre-installed, and I, if I wanted to start at like midnight on Friday, I could have, but yeah. I actually didn't start until Saturday. I had it mailed. I, I bought it from Best Buy, and uh, it got hung up in Ohio, uh, and so it didn't arrive to me until Monday. And oh, that's shitty. Yeah, so I didn't start it until like Monday night, and I didn't play a lot of it. I honestly, I was super pumped for the game, and then I kind of revisited and got back into god of war the like 2018 god of war um and realized i was kind of tracking my my where i was at in the game and realized that i'm pretty close to beating it actually like i i i was at like a half i was like oh i'm about halfway into it i got the the blades with the chains and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and uh and knew that that was like around the halfway point of the game it seemed like from reading online and I was like, oh, well, why don't I just, like, try to finish this game? Yeah. Uh, like really, like, utilizing those blades and mixing up between using, like, Blades of Chaos and then actually, like, flipping back to, bo- back to your axe and yeah. stuff. And flipping back and forth in combat and stuff is really cool and intuitive the way that they do it yes. for you in that game. Yeah. Um, so I I kept playing that, and I I think I've got probably, I think, like, four more chapters in that game to finish it up. And uh, so I was like... Do I start Final Fantasy, like really get into it, or do I finish God of War first and just like get that over with and not like get it over with? I'm enjoying it so much that like I really want to see that story through before I dive into the next. So I think I'm going to just focus on that a little bit uh, this next week and I'll probably finish it up. It seems like it's just going to take three, four more hours maybe to get it done, uh, if that. Uh, So I'm going to, I've been playing God of War, probably going to finish playing God of War played a little bit of uh the final fantasy like i said and then uh on the mobile i uh i started playing a game called lego tower uh mm-hmm. which is uh just like any of those games where you build like the tower and you build a level and then you got to make people happy and all that you know you know the kind of game i'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. uh there was one called tiny death star that was around for a long time uh, that I loved. It was Star Wars related, obviously, and they were all yeah. like real, like like eight bit pixel like uh, characters of uh, your favorite Star Wars. I think it's almost like how they have the uh, the Fallout uh, shelter games. Oh, is that what they're how they're done too? I think it's that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I they they did they stopped supporting uh, uh, Tiny Death Star a long time ago. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So I was like, Legos, I like Legos. So I downloaded that, and I've been kind of goofing around with Lego Tower uh, a little bit here and there, just as something to do on my mobile to distract me from doing the things I actually need to do, uh, which is a positive and a negative. But that's my games I've been up to. Nice. Uh, let's see. TV and movie, I finished out. We, uh, we finished out Lock and Key. Nice. Completely cool. done. We're done with it. Uh, it was a really awesome season. Uh, veered a little bit to the left as far as like that ending goes. Mm-hmm. Like actually seeing uh, the Omega door, the opening of the Omega yeah. door. What's kind of on the other side, and starting to kind of realize what's going on there. 
Um, and then having basically two two demons at the end of the season, yeah. wrapping it up uh-huh. kind of there, which isn't terribly different than kind of what the idea, if they kind of stick up with what the idea of the comic was. I mean, what Dodge had always initially wanted with opening the Omega door mm-hmm. in the first place. I mean, it's kind of part of it, but not really at the same time. It's kind of hard to explain <laughs> without giving too much away, but I always, I want to encourage people to go watch it. Even though we know we're getting season two, it doesn't hurt to get get that view count a little higher so we can guarantee we keep going past season That's two. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Leaves you on that cliffhanger to let you know that like a season two is definitely coming or at least should come because it is a big cliffhanger, mm-hmm. uh, with where they're kind of going, but, uh, super awesome. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, for those of you that have watched it or finished watching it, definitely go read the comics because it is an amazing read. Um, and then we actually watched a few movies. We finished out uh, the the current stint of like where they're at to now of the Conjuring series. Oh, so completely caught up with the Conjuring universe, I guess, as it stands right now. Um, we were only a few movies behind, so we we watched Annabelle Creation, um, and then we watched The Nun. We skipped The Curse of La Llorona because apparently it's optional, and there's only like one character that's kind of tied to the series in it. Ah, that's the but only movie I've like seen a, in the whole series, and it's not. I was interested in it. It wasn't yeah, good. It's, it was. Uh, it's like I said. It's it's supposed to be kind of like loosely tied to it. It is like in like all the chronological order ones, yeah. but people were like, if you want to watch it, kind of a thing. It's not like make or break as far as it goes. So we ended up skipping it, and we actually got back to that last Annabelle movie that came out last year, which was the Annabelle Comes Home. Ah. Um, I think out of the ones that we watched, Creation was really good, I thought. But uh, I, th- I really, really enjoyed Annabelle Comes Home, which directly, if you follow it in like chronological order, that movie takes place pretty much almost right after the first Conjuring movie. Oh, I see. In, like, timeline-wise, uh-huh. chronologically. So your events from the first Conjuring happen. They get the Annabelle doll. They're putting it away in that, like, glass case and they're bl- like with the blessed glass and stuff like that. And then, like, the events that follow are what's in this movie kind of a thing. Gotcha. So that was kind of cool. And it's basically kind of like the adventures of the daughter, the like the 10 year old daughter. Cause what happens in that movie is like something that happened to her. Oh, I see. And then, uh, I think later this year in fall will be the third conjuring movie, which is, uh, now titled the conjuring, the devil made me do it. Mm. And it's based on another real live case that, uh, Ed and Lorraine were part of that uh, was a court case. And it was one of the very first court cases in history where a person was like, literally saying like a demon possessed me. And they actually called in like Ed and Lorraine Warren to have like a viable evidence of being like, Hey, we'll call on these demonologists just to prove him wrong. You know, that a demon's not really inside of them kind of a thing. So it's actually all based on like an actual court case of this lady. Interesting. But that's uh that's what I've been watching. That's cool. I've been Good watching stuff. some TV, TV shows, television. Yeah, television. Uh, Ducktales is back. I don't know if you know that Woo! we talked about it last week, uh, mm-hmm. but we got a new episode this past week, and the Rescue Rangers are in it. What? And it's Chippendale. It's the best like way that they could just be there. Um, they get locked in a in a prison cell, 
at a certain point and Launchpad and I think Dewey and um, and they are trying to figure out how to get out and at the same time the 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 rescue rangers are also in that cell and are making um, a an airplane type thing to float along and to unlock the cell and get out of there and everything and uh, you just they're in there the Launchpad and Dewey are talking and whatnot. And you just kind of see them in the background doing their thing. And then you just hear the theme song as this ship's like flying by, like with with them in it. And they just are like, oh, was that your plan to like build a little mini ship and put a, a bunch of mice in it and fly it out of here to unlock the gate? And he's like, no. And then they just kind of move on with it. And then later on, they come to like to save the the DuckTales crew and you just hear the theme song again and they go and they like jack up whatever uh, foul is doing at the time. But it's like a real, like it's not subtle because they're there, but you just hear the, the theme song just kind of in the background, just like, and they're coming. That's awesome. <laughs> it's just a weird way to introduce them, but I like it. The animation's cool. They look a lot like themselves, but like with just a little bit of a, yeah, that's a what flare. I was curious what it looked like. Yeah. So I was, I was typing that up, but yeah, it's basically just them with just a little bit of a slight bolder outline almost. Yeah. Little, little bit different. Uh, so that was good. Uh, been watching more Clone Wars. I'm really trying to get through that. Um, I still haven't made it through all of season one, but there's a lot there. But uh, seems like thing that was on my my Google News that mentioned uh, one of the more recent episodes had uh, Ahsoka Tano facing off against uh, Darth Maul. I oh, think spoilers. Spoilers. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot happening with Ahsoka, so I'm really like I want to get into it and figure out what's all going on, especially since we know that we're gonna get Ahsoka in the Mandalorian, and uh, and I hear that a lot of the Clone Wars uh, this last season is kind of tying, pulling into Mandalorian potentially, but then also kind of helping with what we pro- probably will never see from a second solo movie. Uh, they're kind of tying in what Maul is doing in the the uh, Crimson Dawn and all of that. So uh, that's kind of cool that they're doing all of that. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, watching Fear the Walking Dead, trying to get back into it. I actually finished all of season three of Fear the Walking Dead, which is the one that I've been trying like for two years to chew through. Uh, they're on. They're getting ready to start season six this summer. That tells you how far behind I am. Uh, I honestly had no idea how many seasons they were in. <laughs> I think the last time I I know I only watched the first season. Okay, but I think that that was where I kind of tapered off. But the last time I paid attention to seasons that were like about to air was probably season four. So okay. if you were to ask me, I'd be like, I bet they're about to start five. And season four <laughs> is when like they bring in Morgan. Uh, yeah, they bring him crossing over. Uh, there's that's, what I said. that's probably why I was new. Yeah, more so of it because that shit exactly. was going on kind of. So a it's thing. like when they're really trying to switch it up, and it kind of they're treating it almost like a western at this point. Like it always kind of had been at a, as of like even season three was a little westerny, but like they're leaning hard into it and on season four, and I like it. Uh, I'm two episodes into four, and it's. It's been pretty good, so I'm I'm hoping it's going to be more palatable as I continue on this journey, because uh, I really cool. want to catch up on it. Um, Beef House uh, started. This is uh, you're a fan of Tim, Tim and Eric. 
at yeah. all. Uh, so Tim and Eric's new show is called Beef House. It's a uh, uh, they're trying to make a, like a two camera sitcom kind of like guys in a house doing funny things. Um, I don't know what a beef house actually is, or if there's any. I actual- it's like it's like mostly like it's Tim and Eric, and then a bunch of like random old people that they would have had on like Tim and Eric. It awesome is, show, yeah, I think right. It is absolutely, but I don't know what a beef like is a beef house a term, or did they just make it up for this show? Because I never heard I of it know. before. But essentially, they they are the beef boys. I think, they, I think yeah, I was gonna say I think it's just because they call themselves the beef boys. Yeah, and there's no real connection as to why they're the beef boys. It's just like they're group of friends and they all live in in a house but eric is married and his wife lives there too um and uh it's stupid and it's right it's just in line with like it seems like this could have been a skit on like a tim and eric awesome show great job and turned it into a show but it was never a a skit as far as i know i've watched all the tim and eric's and didn't see it or don't recall it at all so this is just a, a random kind of sitcom show uh but it's good it's funny uh if you like tim and eric you like this um and then last but not least i i didn't watch this recently but i wanted to bring it up and let everybody know because while i was looking at trailers this came up uh you remember the show hollyweed that kevin smith was doing uh that he was trying to get running up the pilot is now just on youtube you can watch it um, cool. And I don't think it ever was before. I don't think that it was. Uh, I think it was just for those people who had kind of done that that kind of uh, Patreon type thing or whatever it was for TV shows that they were crying, trying to start up. Uh, but yeah, it's on there. So I recommend it. It was a really funny pilot, and uh, you should watch it. Uh, awesome. But that's what I've been watching. Music. Music. I got uh, one song. We got what well, I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> 21 pilots. Level of concern. Level of concern. What do you think about it? I like it a lot. I like the uh, kind of 80s kind of synth pop vibe uh, that mm-hmm. it has. I was surprised that they would go down that route. Um, I didn't think that it would be something that they would do, uh, but I really enjoyed it. I, I like the, the synth pop uh, kind of feel. I like that Paramore did it. I like that there's a, a couple of bands that just live in synth pop always. Um, and for them to at least venture into it for this one song, maybe it's for a whole set of songs that will come out of this. I don't know. but uh, I've, I've got a good feeling that I don't, I don't feel like this is going to be where they're going to live as far as this goes. I just like, I feel like every album has one central kind of a tone to it, but not every single song sounds exactly the same. Yeah. Especially if you go back with like, uh, like blurry face they had, that was whenever a lot of the songs had a, like a slight little bit of like a reggae tone that they were trying to uh-huh. dip into quite a bit. Like every other song had that little bit of a flair or flavor to it. Yeah. But they always had a different kind of way that they were kind of bringing about different songs and stuff. And it was the same, same thing with, uh, with, uh, fuck, what's the last album called? Vultures. It's not vultures. Whatever it's called. (laughs) Anyway, with that album and stuff, this is, I feel the same way with it too. And I feel like 
as far as it goes, they might have another song or two that might have a little bit of synth poppiness yeah. to it or something. But I feel like this is just kind of the start of uh, of that. But I, I really dig it. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. It's I thought this was hell. a really solid yeah. single. I like the video for it, too. Yeah. Um, it was a really good song, a really good single uh, to release during these trying times. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, I also listened to... Uh, a few EPs that came out. Uh, Gorillas has three EPs that have come out uh, this. I saw that this yeah. year back uh, pretty much recently, like month by month by month. They've been releasing one uh, called Song Machine. Uh, Song Machine episode one, two, and three are the the EPs. The two big singles that came from it. One that got a lot of radio play recently was called Momentary Bliss. Um, it has a couple of featured artists on it, which is really a, a pretty solid song. And then one that came out off of this last uh, EP or the episode three of Song Machine was called Aries, and that released uh, this last week. Um, and it's a really solid song too. Uh, if you guys are fans of Gorillas, definitely check it out. It's uh, it's kind of more of the same. Gorillas have never really kind of dwindled away from their kind of wheelhouse or genre see, yeah. of music. And it's kind of hard to really pinpoint it because it's very avant-garde. Yeah. It's not it's not really a pinpoint like half their shit had some rap mixed in with it, but most of it's just the dude from Blur being real weird and having this other band mates uh, <laughs> kind of back him up being weird. And I've always loved it, but uh, it's not for everybody. Yeah. I, I've never gotten uh, into it, but not for any like negative reason i guess honestly i if you were ever going to give anything a listen definitely start just flat out from the beginning okay like the album that came out in like 2001 yeah is definitively the best to me in in my opinion and i still love it to this day i'll go back and listen to it um and the other one was uh leon bridges released a new single uh, called Inside Friend, and it features John Mayer, and it's a very 90s R&B-esque song, and the harmonies that John Mayer and Leon Bridges hit together <laughs> is really fucking awesome. Nice. And it's got that signature John Mayer, like, smooth R&B solo that's in it, yeah. too. It's fucking rad, dude. Cool. I can't recommend that enough. Uh, I, I've always liked Leon Bridges. Yeah. His, his stuff kind of started off with, uh, like, that very first album of his was very kind of like uh, 60s... Uh, kind of almost borderline bluesy mixed with like soul music, mm-hmm. and then it kind of kind of dwindled down from there. It's almost like he was kind of trading up like genres by decades. Oh. Like the next album kind of was had like a little bit more like 70s, 80s soul R and B flair to it, and then this sounds like it's more straight up just like nineties R and B, and it's like fucking dope as shit. Cool, I will check that but, out. I dig it. I'd recommend it for sure. Nice. I, uh, uh, I've been writing some tunes of my own, actually, feeling a little inspired lately, uh, which is, is good. I, I'm hoping uh, – I was actually – I was going to send you uh, a song uh, yesterday, and then I was like, ah, I ended up writing like I had – ball- The Ballad of Butt Boy. It was The Ballad of Butt Boy. I, uh, I wrote like a, a piano piece. I'd, I'd, I've been kind of – using i got a, a full-size keyboard and i've been using it to kind of help find like oh brag much I, well like well i mean whatever you <laughs> i don't know if it's full size it's it's larger than the one i had that was about this long does uh, it have before. 88 keys no not full size then that would be a full-size grand piano oh yeah i don't know well, have... if you have more than if you've got 52 or more then you've got like a, like a keyboard I, yeah i think it's probably 52 maybe 48 you, got a, you got a, you got a keyboard i got a keyboard probably you know it's a full-size keyboard i don't know how to play <laughs> though uh so 
I uh, I took a sharpie and I wrote the the notes on the on the there keys. You go. And nice. uh, and because uh, you know I'm a guitar player by by trade. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. It's no better way. I mean, if you know like what notes you're wanting to hit, it's the exact same like chord progression too. Especially if you're going like with like uh, just like the three note chords yeah. or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I'm learning. So I'm I'm doing like the three note chords and uh, just go, especially when I'm trying to find a melody. Like I'll I'll sing what I'm trying to do and hit it and trying to find different things uh but i i wrote a, a song on guitar and, and keyboard uh recently called runtime um uh, and so i and you'll throw it in right here no i won't in. throw it in right there okay <laughs> I, I appreciate the effort though uh and i got like a section of it written and then uh yesterday i finished up the whole piece and so the whole song so i'm gonna put it all together hopefully within the next couple of days and uh i'll throw it your direction i won't throw it up publicly uh, cause it, in Dropbox, maybe in Dropbox. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be added to my, my EP that, uh, that I'm working on, hopefully for the summer release. Uh, I've, I went from having like, Oh, I've got too many songs to, I, I scrapped like half of them out of it. Uh, yeah. and then I'm slowly building that arsenal back up. So I'm feeling pretty positive about it. It's going to be, uh, five songs is what we're shooting for. Cause Thomas and I are going to do a split. Uh, and do uh, five, five me, five him, and then um, we're gonna write a song together at some point as well, and uh, mix and yeah. mingle them together. But my five has been really uh, kind of wonky. Uh, I started with songs that you probably know uh, that we've and that we kind of started or that you had at least heard, and then uh, I kicked out a few of them and windled it down to like two songs I think that I was feeling positive about, and getting those numbers back up but doing that i uh, wrote a banjo part on another song uh last night wrote a harmonica part on another song so i'm feeling very multi-instrumental um and feeling positive about writing some tunes these days you're being a creative guy and that's uh that's really awesome yeah so hopefully that continues i feel like i've been in a in a songwriting rut for a bit uh so getting in and actually playing with it all uh learning banjos hard i forgot that it was uh totally different than anything else uh and a, you should take one of those master classes with uh steve martin <laughs> no i don't think so i've got my little book that says uh banjos for dummies or something like that and uh <laughs> in my book it says banjos never never learn from steve martin <laughs> he's too good all i like it's why it's a master class he dumbs it down for everybody he's your books for dummies yeah so he could teach you master don't you want to are... say i learned how to play from steve martin no no, if I were to take a master class, I would take the How to Write by Neil Gaiman master class. Uh, that would be the one, but they're expensive. The master I don't know, I've never even looked yeah, at Yeah, I think they are. I think that there's a, there used to be like promotions from some of the, the podcasts that I would listen to because I think like Bombcast had it at one point in time and you could actually get like into your first class for free. Oh, wow. And it was just like the first like like little snippet. Like if you like one class, one course kind of a thing. So like one hour with the person learning the first bits of it. Oh, I see. But you would have to pay for the next time that you go back and stuff to do like the next bits of your stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. It's but I don't really, I don't really know how expensive it got. 180 for um, an annual membership. It looks like. I don't know what That's comes. Neat. I don't know what comes with an annual. If you can take all the classes you want, or if it's like you get one. And that's it. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. 
I've never, I've never even ventured into it, but that was the one, like when I, I'm always kind of toying around with writing and like, how do you write and how to, especially like comic books are kind of an interesting thing to like get into how to write comic book scripts. And so, uh, I saw that Neil Gaiman had a writing masterclass at one point in time. It's pretty cool. But yeah, that's my music. Did you, Neat. Did you read anything? No. No? I mean, I was going to uh, to pick back up on my Nosferatu, 2, but I still haven't got to yet. Oh. We got busy watching the movies and shit like For that. Sure. So downtime and stuff now is pinging between Final Fantasy, <laughs> yeah. taking care of baby in-house things, and then also uh, wanting to watch other medias to talk about. I uh, I got a couple uh, couple boom uh, titles like I boom. talked about. Uh, Something is killing the children uh, mm-hmm. is uh, a book they've got going. I think they're out. I've I read through issue six. Um, I think they may have issue seven out now. Uh, this book's pretty cool. Um, it is uh, written by James Tynion the fourth, uh, which you will know from a lot of DC projects uh, that he's been involved in, and the artist is. Werther Del Adera, um, and uh, it's it is a limited series, but I don't know when it ends. Uh, I don't know where the limit is to something is killing the children. Uh, but essentially, there is a uh, a monster in the woods. Uh, it's killing kids, and the adults don't believe it. They think that there's someone like killing uh, some someone instead of something uh, killing them. And then this uh, this girl comes to town. And she is a uh, at least a self-proclaimed monster hunter, and so she believes the kids. And it turns out that uh, only children are able to see these monsters. Uh, and I feel like there's some other story that is kind of in the same realm where like only kids can see the things that are happening. Uh, uh, it's pretty cool. I like the artwork in it. Uh, the story is pretty strong, strong enough for me to read six issues of it and not complain about it too much. Uh, but yeah, it's your standard like something's in the woods, um, and we got to go kill it kind of story. So sounds rad. That one's been pretty good. Uh, there's another book called Folk Folk Lords. Uh, I kind of like folk tales, but folk lords. Um, okay. And it's set in a town, and there's um, it's all like folk uh, characters and stuff like that that live in a town kind of like in a once upon a time kind of realm where like they're all living in the same town together. Um, and this kid, uh, I guess all of these kids at a certain age, almost as like their thesis statement or whatever to graduate have to, um, have to take a journey and their journeys are, you know, any kind of thing that you read about in, in folklore tales, um, they're like, hey, you're gonna go slay a dragon or whatever is your is your your quest that you're gonna do to become a, an adult. And the our main character, uh, their quest is to go find out kind of what's beyond uh, the the area that they're in. How they how do they go beyond that? And uh, something to do with actually talking to and passing by the folk lords who kind of rule over their fairy tale land. And they're like, no, you can't do that. And there's these like red hooded uh, people that control the town. And they're like, you can't do that. That's not going to work. And they shut down like the quests. And they're like, we're going to assign everyone their quests. And so the next day they're like, all right, you're going to your goal is to go find the princess and like give them some real like shitty uh, quests to go on. And 
uh, two of the kids, they're like, forget that. We're not going to do that. We're going to do what we want to do. What are you guys hiding? And they go beyond the the woods and uh, kind of their journey to prove and find out what's going on uh, with the with the folk lords. And they're going to go find them and confront them and uh, figure I out. I like this the, artwork a lot. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the red guys sound like uh, blurry face. Yes, yeah. The like, kind of, it sounds. It sounds like the bishops. Absolutely, and they, they look like Diz. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I've I've got through the first four issues of that. There's a fifth one out now, or it's for pre order. Uh, cool. Yeah, the fifth issue came out this month, but I haven't watched read that yet. I'm reading them on Scribd. I've got a Scribd membership right now, and they're usually cool. they're about a month behind, but they have all the boom titles on there. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then how much is Scribd? Huh. How much is Scribd? I think it's eight ninety nine a month. Uh, lots of books, uh, lots of audiobooks, and then uh, I've, I'm a small section of comic books. Um, so it's it's pretty good if you're into book reading and audiobooks and stuff like that. It beats uh, like Audible membership. It uses like fifteen bucks, and it's just audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't own them like you do with Audible, so I guess that's the trade off, right? Says a uh, thirty-day free trial right now and nine ninety-nine a month for unlimited books and audiobooks. Yeah, and they've got uh, what I found and what I have is they've got a document section and like people mm-hmm. are constantly uploading like other eBooks that aren't available and comic books that aren't available and they're in like PDF or EPUB format and you can just download them and they're like DRM free. Uh, I don't think that they love it that people do that, but they've got that option. There's a lot of like game cool. guides and stuff like that. Like I've got some game guides for some older games that I like um, on there, and then they've got you get like memberships to uh, a, a couple other things like the Comic Con TV and comics. You get like That's a cool. membership to that with your script. Like the membership. Con TV thing that you did before, yeah, or? Con TV. But now they also offer comics, and they have uh, like cool. the boys and um, I, I think like Dynamite uh, books on there. Um, that you get with like like GI Joe versus Transformers and it has a bunch of listings of uh, magazines you can even subscribe yeah. to too on there even magazines I think they even like handle podcasts in Scribd like certain ones uh, they may even be like paid ones that you get with it but it's kind of a it's a cool app I mean I I usually visit it like for a couple of months and then I'll go away for a couple of months uh, but Scribd's always been kind of solid for that kind of stuff that's cool uh and then the last uh series i read uh the first three issues of once and future uh another boom book also on scribd uh once and future is about uh this guy um and he has a grandmother who has uh like a supposedly like an onset of alzheimer's or something and she's in a home and it starts off and he's on a date uh, with this historian girl and he gets a call from his grandma who's been missing uh, ran away from the home and uh, she's like I gotta find this stuff and uh, she is in the woods and he has to go he goes and finds her and she's going to find her old bunker where there's like guns and all this stuff in there and she is um, a his- like a historian like a treasure tracker though almost like uh, a hardcore version of like uh, national treasure Kind of, kind of, uh, kind of thing going on there, and she's like, "Come on, we're gonna go do this." And so, like, she hijacks him at gunpoint and makes him take her to like where these treasures are gonna be, and it's all centered around like King Arthur and the uh, 
the Excalibur and everything. And there's this other organization that is trying to put together this, uh, like, call up the spirit of this knight and they raise a dead body. It's all kinds of crazy shit. If you're into, like, knights and uh, that whole realm of medieval times, um, I think that you would like this kind of story. Uh, I stopped reading it after issue three uh, because I stopped kind of getting involved with it. Uh, it wasn't tickling my fancy that much, but I'm not big into knights and uh, and stuff like that. But you would if you liked this story, or you would like this story if you did. I think, uh, uh, is it Karen, Kieran Jillian, I think, is the author of that, which uh, mm-hmm. is the author of Wicked and Divine and uh, yeah. Young Avengers and all that stuff. So... Uh, there's nothing wrong with this book. If you uh, if you like comic books, then if you like comic books, <laughs> that, read this comic that's, book. That's my review. If you like comic books and you like swordplay, uh, you might like this book. Fascinating. I try to be. My reviews are always fascinating. And well. Uh, there's only one thing to say, and that is uh, go watch Velocipaster. <laughs> What did what did one butt cheek say to the other? What's that? Uh, between you and me, it stinks in here. Oh, have a good night, everybody. <laughs> I feel New Zealand. <laughs>
This has been an IFNZ production.